Step up to a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit. iFit controls speed, incline, and decline, which means the treadmill automatically mimics the changing terrain on the screen or adjusts the speed to the trainer's cues without you having to touch a thing. Explore Nordic Track treadmills at nordictrack.com. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Today, we're doing another double header of sorts. Our podcast today and the weekly Another Mother Runner podcast are both about checking in with a variety of members of Team AMR. Sarah chatted with a handful of people last Friday, and today I am so excited to check in with three Train Like a Mother Club coaches. Christy Scott, Jen Gill, and Jen Harrison. We've got Christy, the non-Jen up first. Welcome, Christy. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me again. So, um, Christy, you live in Huntsville, Alabama with your adorable dog. What's his name again? <laughs> Titan. Titan. Titan, your adorable husband. Um, but the dog is here, I got to say, just because. <laughs> and then you've got some adult kids, right? I do. They are 20 and just turned 26. Nice. Nice. And you are the ultra coach in the train, like a mother club. You are a very accomplished ultra runner and you're also like a super well-rounded athlete, right? You teach yoga. You're very big on strength. Kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for a really long time this year, made, uh, 22 years of me coaching and and teaching and things like that. So I've done everything, you know, from way back in the day of doing step aerobics all the way, <laughs> all the way through. So, um, I do a little of everything. Like you said, I, my primary activity is ultra running, but I've added things over the years. Um, I love being in the gym. So, you know, I love lifting weights cause it's just super empowering. Um, yoga I've probably been doing for about 15 years. And then I picked up rock climbing, obstacle course racing, yeah. <laughs> paddle boarding. And I can tell we're, we're, we're on video right now. You're even sitting on a stability ball, man. You like, I am <laughs> like talk the talk, you know, um, which awesome. Awesome. Well, so before we get into your training year, I just want to ask, how are you doing? How's your family doing? You know, on month, I don't know, we're on 10, nine of the pandemic coming into year two, whatever, however you want to describe it. Um, so we went through a lot of stuff this year too. In addition to the pandemic is, uh, my daughter had a kidney transplant in April Oh my god! and yeah. And I was her donor. So we had this healing process going on. First of all, surgery happening, you know, right at the beginning of all this. And then, you know, the healing process of this whole year. So not having races has actually been a good thing for me. <laughs> so, oh, um, my gosh, how's it, how's that? I, I am sorry. I didn't even know about that. Tell me, I mean, yeah. How did it go? Did the, did everything, how, like, how are you now? Does everything take the, how it should? Yes. She had, um, her six month checkup, they released her, her transplant team said, everything looks great. You are released. Let's you know, roll with it. See how things are going. And, you know, it took her a long time to feel okay. Now she's, she's obviously not, you know, a hundred percent, but she's so much better. And cool. my recovery has been awesome. I mean, I ran, five and a half weeks after, I think I ran a 25 mile day where I like split it up, you know, throughout the day. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. And so I've, I've slowly built back up and I can still tell my endurance is not a hundred percent, but I feel 
so, so fortunate to be as strong as I am considering it's only been eight months. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is so great to hear. That is some good, good news coming out of this whole situation. Exactly. That 25 or 25 mile event, was that the ultravirus 12? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, cause that was my first question for you. So tell us yes. what that was and, um, and how it went. Um, and I, I picked that because I thought, well, that'd be kind of a good comeback thing. You know, it's virtual, so I can do it with my friends and we can do our own route. And you just had to do it in five mile segments. And then every five miles, they had a zoom room set up, which was kind of cool. So you logged in, you got to say hello to everybody and you had to upload your five miles and then you go back out for another five miles. And it was however many five mile segments you could do in a 12 hour period. Okay. So, you know, I did, I did 20. And I thought, okay, I'm really tired. And it was hot. I mean, it's Alabama and it was in the summer. So I went home and I'm like, no, I'm going to go out for five more. So I got the dog and we went out and did five more. Cause I'm like, I gotta get 25. You know, there's just something about that. So, sure. so I did 25 miles, five weeks after surgery. Wow. Wow. Was your doctor at all nervous about you doing that? Or was that just kind of don't ask, don't tell? Yeah. No, not no, no, no. They, they actually, you know, when I went out for the preliminary testing before I donated at first, you know, they they didn't really, they weren't super keen on me doing it for multiple reasons. One, I'm obviously a lot older than she is. So, you know, they're looking at age and they're looking at other things. And then I got out there for the testing and they went, Oh, well, you're not normal. <laughs> so they knew they said, you know, because of the shape you're in, we are going with this because you are a match, everything matches and there's, it's going to be great. We just know. And they said, you know, afterwards, four to six weeks after, if you feel good, do what you can do. I just had to really watch, you know, as far as like amount of lifting, that was the biggest thing was being real careful about lifting. So I really, I didn't even try to lift for about, eh, I think I waited about eight weeks before I really started lifting again. Okay. But the running, they were like, if you feel okay, go for it. Uh-huh. Feel okay. I, I'm sure they're thinking like, okay, she's gonna go out for a 5k. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. Well, great. Well, very cool. Um, and then you also, um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you paced somebody in an ultra. Is that right? Or tell me about we, what it was. Yeah. Um, we went out, I'm trying to remember when that was, uh, October, maybe September, October. And we actually swept, we were the sweepers for a hundred mile race. Um, at the Georgia jewel. So it was my husband, myself and a friend of ours. So we ran, we went like the last 20, I think it was 21 miles with the last people, you know, so sure. we were sweeping the course and kind of pushing them along to make sure they finished. And then I also crewed and paced someone at a hundred miler at the Pinhoti 100, which is here in Alabama back just about a month ago. So we've been at 200 milers you know, in the last couple of months that actually happened. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's really fun. How did the crew pace? How many miles did you go on when you were crewing and pacing for your friend? I did two shorter segments and they really weren't very long. I think I ended up with like 15, 16 miles total. So it wasn't a whole lot. It's just the, you know, the matter of being up that whole amount of time and just helping, you know, they come in the aid station, you make sure they have what they need. And so it's, it's tiring as a crew member, but it is the most rewarding thing ever when you get out there with them, you help them keep going. And then you see them cross the finish line. It's, it's one of our favorite things to do. My husband and I do it all the time. He's, you know, like the crew master, he does it for me all the time. So that is awesome. It's really fun. Um, 
And uh, so, so bef- well, actually, since we're talking about it, trail races, I mean, those are some of the first that are going to come back, right? And obviously they are coming back already. Kind of, can you give uh, our listeners a read on that situation? I mean, I, I realize you might be more Southeast focused, but just what you, what you see in the news you get. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think that this area of the country is a little more open to having events. Um, there haven't been a lot of road races, but the trail races are definitely starting to happen. What I've seen over the last like six weeks is a lot of these ultras are happening and they're just, they're doing it in a different way. You know, they're having wave starts. There's no fanfare. Like when we crewed and well, when we swept that hundred miler at Georgia jewel, like we worked the aid station all day first and you know, the rules were different. Normally people come in and you like help them with their packs and you're doing everything for them. And they said, here's the deal. They come in, you're not touching their packs. Yeah. So, you know, they come up and I felt so bad most of the time because they're just exhausted. And you're like, over there's the water. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sorry. I can't help you. Yeah. But, you know, we had all the food they're taking, you know, all of the aid station food and they're prepackaging it in little Ziplocs. And so, it's done a little differently, but people don't care. They're happy to be racing. So yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we just did a 50 K virtual race in November here in Huntsville. And it was really cool. The race director went out, they set up the arch. So you could actually start and finish at the arch, but you could start whenever you wanted. They had a clock running. So, you know, there was no aid, obviously you had your own aid, but it was awesome. Cause it, and then we had, you know, our, little swag waiting for us when we finished. They just set it up under a pavilion and you just, you know, got it yourself and it was totally fine. We have a 50K here in Huntsville in January coming up. That will be the first race of the year. And they're planning on it happening just with more of a wave start again, things like that. So and for people who haven't been to a trail race, I mean I haven't, I'm just curious, how does the mask situation work? Do you wear it the beginning and end when you pass somebody? Like how what's what are the rules? Yes. So definitely at the start and the finish. And then if you come into an aid station, you're supposed to have it on. What a lot of people tend to choose for obvious reason is a buff. That way you can just have it around your neck and pull it up when you get close by. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and I was, as I was scrolling through your, your year of highlights on Facebook, um, I saw that you did a live workout with, um, Joe DeSena, who is the founder of the Spartan races. Is that correct? It is. So tell us about that. How did that come about? That was really fun. So I am also a Spartan coach. So I've gone through training and got certified through Spartan to coach people to get ready for these Spartan races. So he had, you know, was looking through, he was doing like a daily live workout. And this was, he did this for, I think in months. I mean, it was like somebody different every day, different coaches and different athletes. Some of them were some of the pro Spartan athletes. And so they said, if anybody's interested, and I'm like, well, that'd be kind of fun. Sure. So it was really fun. So we logged on together and we would go back and forth. He would say an exercise and I would have to do it with him. And then I would say one. So he's kind of like, Hmm, let's see who can kill each other first. Let's <laughs> no, I was wondering, it didn't seem like a, it didn't seem like a very relaxed workout. There are no clamshells. It was a lot of like burpees and jumping and yes. <laughs> Spartan is known for their burpees. That's their penalty. If you miss an obstacle in a race, you have to do 30 burpees. Wow. Wow. So that's kind of what they're known for 30. <laughs> Holy cow. Does someone count them for you or is it just kind of well, gout's honor? If you are um, signed up in the elite or the age group. So if you're competing for a spot, you know, a podium spot, mm-hmm. then you have to count out, but they have cameras set up. So if you end up placing, they go back and review that. And if you've missed any, you know, 
they give you like time penalties if you've missed some. And if you miss so many, they obsolete, you know, take you out of it. So, sure. you know, it's, it's an honor system, but at the same time they're watching. So, <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. Got the cameras. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. I ever decided <laughs> to one of those. Um, and so talk about your personal 2021, Christy, what are you um, looking forward to training racing wise? Uh, like I said, we have our hometown 50K in January. It's at the end of the month. We do it. This is my 13th year doing it. Nice. And yeah, I do it with a group of friends. You know, for the first several years I ran it, I tried, you know, I raced it. And of course I was younger. So, <laughs> and then as we've gotten older, we were all like, hey, we've all done, you know, we're all beyond the, the racing thing. Let's just have fun. So there's a group of about six of us that run it together. We get matching cheesy shirts and... <laughs> <laughs> and we go out there and we run that course all together. So it's a blast. So that's our first race of the year. What, what are your shirts this year? I don't know. They sent out some, I haven't, I don't know if anybody has actually chosen one, but they're usually something really goofy. Last year we had a friend that was, um, that had just passed away and we wore a shirt in honor of him. Oh. So it's been, usually they're really fun and goofy and sometimes they have a little more meaning to them and, but it'll, it'll be something fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, are you thinking, allowing yourself to think beyond January? Or are you just kind of taking it one oh, yeah. piece at a time? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 you know, I have the year planned out. <laughs> what else you um, have done? Yeah. Last time we talked, we talked about, um, the 48 hour thing. Oh, that's so, cause I had done a 48 hour race a couple years ago. And so my goal was to go back when I was 48, which I will be 48 this in 2021. And so at the end of May, I'm going to a 48 hour race and aiming for 150 miles. That is my goal. So that will be my big goal race of the year that I'll work up to. So. And remind me when that is. It's at the end of May. I think it's Memorial Day weekend. I meant where? I'm sorry. Wrong. Oh, where? It's in, it's in Tennessee. In Tennessee. You know, why else? You know, where else would you want to be in the middle of the summer? But in the South, it's going to be miserable, but. It's a really nice, it's around a lake and it's a four mile trail, but it's not super technical, you know, but I thought, you know, it's nice and a softer surface with some shade cover. And so four mile loops aren't too bad. Perfect. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, I won't forget about that. So we will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a little speed round for you before we let you go, Christy, and we, we hop on with Jen Gill. So just okay. whatever comes to mind, you know, don't give it a second thought. Okay. Okay. All right. Bacon or eggs? Bacon. Squats or lunges? Squats. Pacing or racing? Pacing. Downward dog or child's pose? Downward dog. Best book you read in 2020? I know. That's oh a, my gosh. That's kind of out of nowhere. I do a lot of audiobooks. What, what are you um, do? Anything you listen to? Does anything come oh to my mind? Goodness. Do you know now, Run the Mile You're In, if you've read that with Ryan Hall? Uh huh. That is an awesome read. Okay, good. Um, best show you watched in 2020 or series? Uh, Shit's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moira. Um, <laughs> one word that defines 2020 for you resilience. And one goal for 2021. Mm. We may have already gone over this, but you can repeat it again because it's pretty damn cool. Uh, gosh, I don't even know a word other than that resilience keeps coming back. Um, one, one goal, one goal for 2021, not one. Oh, word. oh, gotcha. Um, the 
150 miles in 48 hours. 48 hours. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, Christy. Well, you have been so well received in your ultra programs. If anybody, we're going to um, have a couple posts about uh, the different ultra programs. There's a 50K, a 50 miler. It is a great way to increase your endurance in a safe way, get out on the trails where not so many people are. Um, so definitely check it out and we'll have links to her program in the, in the show notes. So good luck, Christy and happy new year. Thank you. Happy new year to you. We'll talk to you soon. So now we're heading out to SoCal, Southern California to talk with Miss Jen Gill, who lives in San Diego with her three kids. Um, Jen has a staple around the train, like a mother club. She coaches right now. She's coaching the 5k programs as well as the relay programs, if, you know, they ever come back, if the Ragnars and Hood to Coast come back. Um, welcome, Jen. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thanks for having me. Sure. So first of all, let's start with talking about you and your family. How are you guys all doing, you know, with virtual learning and everything else? Oh, such a question. Um, we're doing fine. I mean, overall, everything is fine. We are, we are getting by and can't really complain. But then, you know, sure, why not? Let's complain just a little bit. It's been hard, you know, it's been a tough year. Absolutely. Uh, trying to roll with the punches. And as soon as we get used to one thing, then another curveball is thrown at us. So, you know, just trying to roll with it as best we can, make changes and, and uh, adapt as best as we can. Yeah. So remember, what grades are your kids in? I know you have twins and an older son. So what's, what's your son in? So my son is a sophomore in high school. So he's in 10th grade, which has, he's probably been the most challenging because it's very hard to keep a 15 year old engaged on the computer when it's not a video game. So that's been hard. And then my girls, my twins are nine. So they're in fourth grade and they've been a challenge just, you know, in a whole different level, you know, cause they still need help and um, guidance and stuff. And so it's been, it's been interesting to say the least. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, and you are the only one of these three coaches that we're talking to today that has younger kids. I realize fourth graders are not four-year-olds, but they're still younger. So how has having kids that are high school and younger impacted your own like exercise routine and what you want, what you get to do on a daily basis? Cause they're not at school, right? Right, exactly. Um, well, the girls did go back to school in a hybrid fashion in November. And then, you know, now it's winter break. So they've only been back for about a month. So uh, the majority of the time they've been home. Um, really, it's kind of the same as it was beforehand. I get up early, I get my workout in before the day starts. And um, because it's there's no chance during the day, unless it's the end of the day after school, after work, then I'll, if I haven't had a chance to do it, then I'll, I'll do it at that point, get dinner on in some way and then hop on the treadmill or whatever I'm able to do. Okay. All right. Well, wait, I mean, that's, that's impressive. I got to say, I hope you give yourself credit for that because it is, I mean, I, I know you have a day job as well and obviously kids to take care of, but I do feel like COVID has kind of made at least my own wake up time kind of inch back incrementally. Like it used to be like 5.30, I'm up. Now it's 5.45, 6, 6.15. Okay, get up before 6.30. You know, it's just a little bit different. Well, we're on break too, but anyway, nice work on that. Um, so talk a little bit about your training year. I was looking through your social media feeds. Um, it looked like you did a little bit of ultra training in February. Is that right? 
Yeah, I, I had a couple of races on the calendar that were supposed to take place in March that, you know, right at the end of March. So they were canceled, of course, or technically postponed. Um, but I also, so I, I kind of took a big leap this year in the beginning of the year. My husband is a, a, a cyclist, but he's gotten into like gravel, grind, you know, trail races for cyclists, if you will. And so I took a big leap and decided I would do one with him. And um, so I, I backed off a little bit from my longer trail runs and was riding a little bit. But I have to say when that race was canceled or technically postponed, I wasn't too sad because I was terrified to do that race. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a big leap for me to even think about getting on a bike, let alone a trail bike race. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was really where my training was in the first half or first quarter of the year, I guess. And then, like I said, once that race was postponed, I just went back to running happily. <laughs> the one thing that I could do. Awesome. Did you buy a bike for that or did you already have one or how are you? Good- I did. Um, we were able to get a good deal on a bike um, through, you know, who my, my husband, my husband knows around town. No, um, just, you know, through his friends or whatever. And uh, yeah, and I feel bad because I've only ridden it maybe twice since the pandemic has started because I haven't needed to, but technically they're going to have the race next year, or at least that's the plan. So I'm going to have to get back out there. I have been spinning. We have a, a spin studio here in my neighborhood that has been doing outdoor spin classes. So I have been riding, but it's not exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. I mean, so your weather is... Um, you can be outside still with classes. So you take, are you taking spin classes, taking any like strength classes or anything outside, or do you just do that on your own? No, I'll just do that on my own. Um, the spin class, we did have to cancel class yesterday because it was raining, but yes, overall <laughs> we were able to have them outside. Nice. Nice. And I don't know if this is true or not. It looks like, did you train people for the Encinita half marathon or was that like a you know, a time warp thing this year. This was so sad because we, we got to like the week before the race, maybe it was two weeks before the race. And that's when the lockdown happened. The race was supposed to be, I want to say March 30th. And the lockdown was like the 15th or the 16th. I can't remember now. And we had, we had to shut it down. I, I, I feel so bad. Could you imagine like getting two weeks before your, well, yes, of course we can all imagine it. We got two weeks before our race sure. and Yeah. A lot of people, because they did um, roll over to a virtual event, so a lot of the group was able to do it virtually on their own time, because there were a couple of people that had some injuries and weren't sure if they'd be able to do the race. So at least with that, they were able to extend it a little bit and get that race medal. So that was great. But yeah, we we had to shut down the actual training program meeting in person. Ah, bummer. bummer. It looked like a good group, looked like an energetic, lively group. I wouldn't- Yeah, they, they were great. I miss them. I miss, I do miss seeing people in person. I hear you. I hear you. Well, did you do any virtual racing yourself during the pandemic or have you just been kind of doing your miles the way you want to? No, I did. Um, I did a lot actually. Well, in addition to the love the run you're with virtual program, um, I did, um, a a few, well, that Encinitas half marathon and then a couple of other like local races. And then there were some other like long, multi-month virtual things that kind of burned me out a little bit. And that's where it ended. <laughs> I think I finished my last one, like at the end of September or beginning of October. I can't remember. All right. What was, what, give us an example of one of the virtual things you did. 
So there was um, a 300 miles in eight weeks, I think it was. That was a little interesting because it was over the summer and it was hot, but it was good. I mean, got it done. And then the other one that was the big one was it was 700 miles over. You had six months, like it started in July and I think you could go until January. Um, and it was called Tahoe to Malibu. So it was really fun because you could, when you logged your entry, you know, your um, activity, it would have a little map that you could see where you were. Oh, I'm in Sacramento today. Like it was, that was fun. I like, I'm a nerd with maps. So that was really fun. <laughs> that's cool. But that's a lot. I mean, 300 miles in eight weeks, that's, uh, you know, uh, not quite 30 miles a week or not quite 40 miles a week, but that's a, that's, that's significant. Um, yeah. Especially during everything else we're talking about, right? right exactly. Summer and kids and pandemic and yeah. Wow. Good, good work. Thank you. Do you have any plans for, for yourself in 2021? Are you kind of seeing where the dice roll or where are you mentally? I mean, I think I'm going to see where the dice roll, you know, I don't, a friend of mine and I have always wanted to do our own little 50K in my neighborhood. I'm really lucky and I live in a neighborhood with great trails and climbing, elevation, all that stuff. So we've been talking about doing our own little 50K. We just never have done it. So that's always on the table. But as far as an actual race, you know, I just don't know. I, I don't want to set my sights on something just to have that disappointment. So um, like I said, there's that bike race that may or may not happen in May. So we'll see about that. But other than that, no, I don't have any plans. What, what is the bike race? Like, is, does it have a name? Like how long? Yeah, it's called the Bel Belgian waffle ride and they have actually a couple different levels. So the, the waffle is the big Mac daddy, 150 miles around here in San Diego. And then there, so that's a waffle. And then the next level is the wafer which is 75 miles. And then they made a baby one, which is the one I was going to do, which is the Wana at 35 miles, <laughs> which is still a lot for someone that doesn't ride bikes, let alone ride bikes on trails. <laughs> yeah. No, that's significant. It's called the Wana, W-A-N-O. W-A-N-A. -A. I don't know what that means in relation to waffles and wafers, but. <laughs> oh, I, maybe I want to, I want to eat a waffle or a wafer. Maybe. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we hope to give me some tips, some cycling tips. <laughs> um, th that's great. I hope, I hope you get there just because I know you can do it personally, you know, and it's helpful to kind of sometimes push through those kind of fears, but I know that it's also super scary, especially when it's not your own two feet, it's two wheels instead. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, and one more question for you before we go into your speed round. Um, I'm wondering what the race scene is like in California. I mean, you guys seem to be pretty shut down, you know, battered in. So um, tell me, is there any racing going on that you know of, or is it just really super cautious? Yeah, super cautious here right now. Um, I did hear of a couple of um, race directors that were able to get like a promise note that they would get a permit for their races, but I don't know that it's actually, that's in terms of trail races. Um, I don't know that it's going to happen. And then bars, road races, nothing that I know of. I mean, there people are planning, you know, directors are sending out their emails and planning, but honestly, I don't know that anything's going to happen in the first couple of months of the year. I mean, it's just too, too close to call right now um, with our, I mean, we're like 
skyrocketing in the number of our cases and, you know, lack of hospital beds and staff and all that kind of stuff. So I think it would be better to look into the late spring, early summer for your racing. (laughs) I agree. I agree. All right, Jen Gill, are you ready for your speed round? Let's do it. All right. Um, Salsa or guac? Oh, guac. (laughs) Um, Uphills or downhills? Oh, that's tough. Um, Depends on the grade, but probably uphills. Uh, Billy Idol or Billy Ellish? Idol. No, no. Ellish. All right. Um, Billy Joel or Billy Ocean? Do you even know who Billy, Billy Ocean is? Um, I don't think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm watching for, you know, I'll say, right now. It's, um, it's something about get out of my dreams and into- Oh, Billy Ocean. Yes. Yes. Oh dear. That's a tough call. I'm going to say Billy Joel just because my dad is a big fan. Okay. All right. Um, the best book you read in 2020. Mm, that's hard because I said that was one of my goals this year. I read 35 books in 2020, which I'm very proud of myself. Wow. Um, the one that I think I enjoyed the most, it may not be the most profound or deep and insightful, but the one I enjoyed the most was the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It just was really like a, it was a fun book because it's like old glamorous Hollywood, but it also is pertinent to our current times in many ways. So I, I enjoyed that book a lot. Nice. Uh, the best show or series you watched in 2020? Hmm. I don't even know. Um, I mean, I didn't watch the latest season of Ships Creek, but that is a favorite of mine. Uh, we watched Ozarks. That was interesting. Um, a little dark, but good. Um, and that's all I, we watched some movies. We didn't really watch a ton of TV, to be honest. Wow. I think you're like the one person in America. I know. I know. <laughs> that's all. <awesome. laughs> um, okay. One word that defines 2020 for you. Uh, adapt. I mean, it was all about adaptation, you know, rolling with it, changing on the fly and going with it. Nice. And one goal for 2021. Uh, um, like a, like a training goal or just a goal in general? It could be anything, or it also could just be one, one, you know, thing you want to happen in 2021. One thing you're looking forward to. It doesn't have to be. Uh, be a certain race or something I just want to see my family (laughs) I haven't seen my family on the east coast in over a year now and I miss them so that's my goal is to see my family that is a lovely one (laughs) well thank you Jen Gill for checking in with us Um, I'm glad that your guys are hanging in there keep up those early early wake up times and getting those miles in and we will see you around the train like a mother club I will thank you and I hope you're doing well Timothy I am thank you good 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 Great to see you. Awesome. Take care. Bye, you too. Bye. Whatever your reason for running indoors, whether parenting duties, safety, or convenience, you owe it to yourself to get a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit Interactive Connected Technology. It's a game changer. With a huge touchscreen, iFit transports you to an energetic studio workout class or stunning locations filmed in more than 40 countries across all seven continents. iFit offers up thousands of on-demand workouts from walking and hiking excursions up to speed building intervals and everything in between. There are even yoga boot camp and cross training sessions that will have you hopping off the treadmill. As I await delivery of my Nordic Track treadmill with iFit technology, I'm living vicariously through other mother runners who are already putting in miles on theirs, like Pam Harris, who was a guest on last week's show. 
Pam wrote in an email, I love using the iFit workouts on my Nordic Track treadmill to travel out of my house. I'm a beach girl stuck far from the ocean, so my favorite runs always involve the water, like today's four-miler along the coast of Santa Cruz, California. I also enjoy walking and hiking tours that take me to faraway locales. I've been traversing New England with trainers Jed Brophy and Graham McTavish, and I adore both the scenery and the guy's banter. Working from home, I sweet-talk my dad into making me a treadmill desk, and I walk and work for an hour or so several days a week. As Pam details, the possibilities on a Nordic track are endless. To see what she and I are talking about, head to nordictrack.com. That's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com. See where you can go with Nordic Track Treadmill with iFit. All right. We are headed now to um, right outside Chicago to talk to Jen Harrison, uh, who coaches the triathlon and heart and soul heart rate programs in the Train Like a Mother Club with coach Liz Waterstrat. Um, She is an empty nester. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that a little bit because you sent your twins to college their freshman year this fall. How did that go? I did. So somebody asked me what the biggest accomplishment was for me personally in 2020. And it was having the twins graduate, no felonies, no pregnancies, and um, back to no pregnancies and back to no felonies. I'm just kidding. My kids are not like that. But honestly, that's what kind of goes through your mind when they're when they're just 18. So once they turned 18, I was like, awesome. Now, not that we want that now, but they graduated in May and I had a little bit of a, I was really sad about it in May, just because these are my only kids. I couldn't go to graduation. I had a little pity party. It was, it was a first world problem and selfish, but that's just how it was. Um, And some of my best girlfriends were so awesome. They came over with wine one night in masks and we sat outside and they just, you know, cause they have kids, my, you know, my, we all have kids the same age. And, um, yeah, but then like they did a virtual uh, graduation that went awesome. I think the school did an amazing job and I was happy and my kids were happy. And then we sent them off. Morgan um, goes to the University of Rhode Island and Graham goes to Western Illinois University. So yeah, we sent them off in August. And how did your house feel with no, no teenage noise in it? It was really weird because yeah. we were in quarantine. See, uh, The problem is I'm like type A, A, A plus extrovert. So (laughs) if I was an introvert, like my husband, he was living his best life. He didn't care. He was like, this is great. I don't have to manage your social life, you know, and all that other stuff. Whereas I was really sad because I couldn't see people properly. It was summer. So we were seeing people, but you know, it's, it's not the way I want to see people. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was really weird. I would go into my daughter's room. You know how you read stories like this. I would go into my daughter's room, not my son's room because it smells. I'd go <laughs> into my daughter's room and I would just be like, oh, and I didn't do anything weird. I didn't lay in the bed or anything weird, but it is, it is a really rite of passage. And it was really weird. The, the thing that's really weird though, was that because of COVID, the kids came home early. So they were home Thanksgiving. They're still home and they don't go back till January 22nd, both of them. So that's late for, they've been home for eight. They're going to be home for eight weeks. Nice. So now I'm like, as I almost, as I get the check, as I get the tuition bills, I'm like, okay, everybody needs to go back to school now. Off you go. (laughs) Get the the higher food bills. And then, and then the tuition bills on top of that, you're like, okay, maybe it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And curfews. So I went from, from sleeping to going to bed and not stress out about driving and curfews to them coming home and then them coming home back to the curfews. And it's a little different because now they're, they're going to be 19 in a couple of weeks. So we still have them under curfew, but still. 
it's a, it's a, there's, it's a lot of transition, a lot of transition, a lot of, for everybody. A lot of changes. And I have a big birthday in a couple of weeks. So it's been a, it's been a major, uh, it's, it's a big year. Big so year. You're turning 50. Yeah. I'm turning 50 on the 12th. Wow. Wow. And how are we feeling about that? The collective? You know, I was feeling okay until I realized selfishly that we couldn't do what I wanted to do, which, which is basically have a big party. Um, we had a huge party for my 40th. Um, it was ended up being a surprise. I have no idea how my friends and husband and sister pulled it off. Um, and they know that that's what I want for my 50th, but obviously we're not doing that. So I, I, it's just really weird. So, but you know, where I did sign up, uh, for type the grand Canyon in the fall with some girlfriends. So that's how I'm celebrating my 50th, um, next year. That is great. I saw that on your social media. I was trolling your social media for things to talk about with you. So that's yes. great. Maybe, and maybe, you know, like I'm just, I'm a, I like to try to solve problems, especially something like a birthday party. Like maybe it's your 50.5, like maybe you have it at the yes. end of the or some outside, you know, like maybe that's a, a possibility. I know that's not the same, but no, no, it is. And we've talked about it. So I have this group of girlfriends, uh, there's six of us that have been like best friends since we've been, um, in first grade. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh yeah. And we see each other every month. We've been to all the weddings, all the bride, all everything. We do everything together and we're all turning 50 this year. So we're all kind of, tomorrow is one of them. Oh. So the first one turns 50 tomorrow. So anyway, we're all planning something. We're supposed to go to Florida as a big group in a couple of weeks. We're not doing that. So we're, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's, it's, it's still going to be fun. Yes. In a different way, right? Just put it in quotation marks. Yes. Um, we'll talk a little bit about your year in training, um, Miss Harrison. So I know that you, you did a triathlon this year. Right? I did. I raced three times. Three times. Oh my God. Three gosh. times. Three. Okay. So tell us about those. Okay. I did a half Ironman, uh-huh. which is kind of a, kind of a big deal to kind of just I, not jump into. I'm, I'm always kind of fit. What I did with in 2020, the way that I manage my stress and the stress was much more pronounced in the beginning because we didn't know what was going on. I Elizabeth and I were worried about our business. Um, so we had bigger fish to fry. And my husband was worried about his business because um, he was he was marked essential, but at the end of the day, he still runs a company. So we both run businesses. And it's a small, both of us run small businesses. So it, it was it was a, a stressful time just for every, like everybody else. But once we got over that hump, then and we knew that we were gonna be okay. In fact, better than okay, then we were, we could all breathe and carry on. Um, and the way that I manage my stress is, um, besides socially going out, which I couldn't do either was, um, training and I love to train. So I trained and I, I stayed really fit. I was very, I'm always kind of fit. So I was very fit. I got into some strength. I bought more strength stuff for the basement. I, you know, I've got Wahoo kickers, which are the bike trainers in the basement. Uh, I watch a lot of Netflix. I'm a huge TV person. Um, so yeah, so I just did that. And then the three, I did a half Ironman. I did, and then two a sprint, kind of a semi-sprint and a, an Olympic, all in rural, rural parts of Illinois and Indiana. Perfect. So it's lots of space, lots of, and I imagine small races too, right? Small races, they all were capped at a couple hundred, 300. It was, honestly, it was, I don't mean to minimize it, but it was really not a big deal. We wore masks until we got into the water. We put masks on when we crossed the finish line, so Nice. Nice. Um, wait, let's go back to your home gym. What's the best piece of equipment you bought in 2020 for yourself? Um, the best piece of equipment I bought. Well, I, 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 in 2020, I bought six Wahoo kickers because I run a studio six. 
So oh now remember this, you asked for 2020, but this was right before pre-COVID. So in March, actually two days before Illinois shut down, I bought six Wahoo kickers for a lovely price tag because I run studios in my basement for my athletes that live locally. Um, and I was doing it all winter and then I upgraded them and then they've been sitting there ever since. <laughs> all right. I was looking for like 15 pound dumbbells, but six. <laughs> nope. Six Wahoo kickers. I bought dumb. I got 30 pound dumbbells for Christmas. Cause it was the only ones I was missing. Oh, really? Okay. All right. That's, mm-hmm. that's a nice Christmas present. Yeah. Um, okay. And you also rode a century. I know you rode, um, or 105 miles with Liz. Oh yeah. Elizabeth and I rode. Yeah, we did. And I, I was doing great because I was in shape, but when you ride a hundred miles and let's be clear, I rode a hundred hard miles. We finished in under four hours and 50 minutes or so. I mean, we're talking 20 some miles an hour. So I wasn't really in shape to push that. So after about 85 and not enough kind of food I started losing my personality and Elizabeth's like here she goes here it goes here she goes it's it's over and then all of a sudden I was like okay I'm done I need to like I need to eat so they would give me some food and started pouring rain like it was just one of those we've all been there we've all been there but, you but we had a lot of fun and it was fun to see people um we all rode kind of stuff you know we rode in small groups it wasn't too bad but it was nice yeah yeah that's great um well so triathlon let's talk about triathlon maybe coming back. I mean, I've seen like in here in Colorado, which is a big triathlon state. Um, I've seen a couple emails looking like they're scheduling races with again, smaller, smaller fields, 400, 500 people, um, you know, with a lot of restrictions and stuff. Is that what you are seeing in the industry or in Illinois? Yeah. 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 And and part of that, um, I'll be honest with you is, is, is we need to stay positive or I think we're all going to kind of lose our minds. So some of it's probably a little bit aggressively positive, but I'd much rather err positively than negatively. It just makes, that's just kind of how I run. Um, so yeah, I have had meetings with race directors on zoom and villages and police departments about trying to run these small local races as early as March, not for triathlon for a half marathon with corrals, uh, spacing masks and everything like that as early as March here. I don't know if it's going to go just kind of like what Jen Gill was saying earlier. Maybe, maybe not. I do think we're going to race, um, triathlons in 2021. I just think the spring is going to be rough. I agree. And I do think like, I was thinking about open water swims. I mean, those feel like that you got a lot of space and your face is mostly in the water, right? Yes. Um, bike rides. I mean, you know, like Jen was talking about doing a different ride, but like a century or that kind of thing, if they have a smaller field, you're not, I mean, yes, you might congregate a little bit at the, you know, the aid stations, the food stops, but if you're smart about that, those feel almost more doable to me than running races a little bit. Cause I feel like you can get a little bit more space around you. Right. Yes. And I was in Tucson. Um, I had to go down there cause we have a, a con- you know, we had some, bi- I basically had business and had to take care of something in Tucson. Um, so I actually have flown and, um, I didn't have the, I didn't think the flying was that big of a deal. Um, but I actually did a 10 K race down in Tucson and this was in November. This was before the second surge. This was when things we thought, Oh, we've got this right. Like the fall, not so much. And so I was down in Tucson. We did a trail, uh, semi trail road race for a 10 K and they organized it where you, they sent one person off every 10 to 15 seconds. Nobody was by each other. It was kind of lonely, no award, you know, the typical, what everyone's trying to do now. The problem is, is that it, that won't last forever because people want to congregate and chit chat. I had a lot of people do challenge Daytona in, um, which was the big triathlon with a million dollar plus purse. 
that was in Daytona, Florida in November, I had or early December, I had many athletes racing that. What, what um, distance was that? Well, it was all distances. So they had a sprint Olympic and half. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. And what was the report from your athletes there? Did they loved it? Loved it. Loved okay. it. Okay. All right. And felt safe, had no issues and nobody got sick from it that I know of. Um, yeah. And it was great. That was the, from the PTO, the professional triathlon organ, organization organized that Paula Finley won the female race. Um, so it was kind of exciting for the sport of triathlon because it got people excited, like, okay, you know, we can race safely. We can do this. Sure. Sure. Um, so what are you thinking about for yourself personally in 2021? Are you thinking about races or are, again, are you kind of being taking more cautious approach into seeing where the, the chips fall before you commit to any, I'm always thinking about racing. I love racing. No, you do. I love racing. Like if I could race every weekend and I used to, when I was younger race every weekend, I would. Um, so yeah, no. And, and we're so, all of us are so busy in 2021. If all this happens, right. Posi- being positive because we've all moved everything over. And then the local race directors want us all racing their local little tiny races. So um, yeah, I'm going to do some halves. I'm going to do some, I try to support local and I sponsor so many local races here. So I do a lot of those. So yeah, I got lots going, lots going on. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, and um, I, I may be remembering this wrong, so please correct me, but um, you typically do an Ironman when you're at the bottom of your age group, right? Which would yes. be the 2021. Um, yes. Putting pressure on you. I'm just curious if that's crossed your mind or if you- yes kind of where you are with that situation. Yes. I plan on racing an Ironman in 2021 if it goes. Okay. Do you have yes. a course? And not in the spring. Not in the spring. Okay. All right. We'll it would be it. in the fall. It'd be in the fall. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, Jen. Um, are you ready for your speed round? I am. Okay. Um, pepperoni or sausage? Pepperoni. Bike or run? Ugh, run. Longer tempo or shorter interval intervals? Longer tempo. Billy Joel or Billy Ocean? <laughs> and I know who Billy Ocean is. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. Okay, the best book you read in 2020. Well, it's called Mindhunter. I am a psychological thriller. That's what um, I really like. So Mindhunter is also on Netflix, and it's about serial killers and the mind of serial killers. And I'm obsessed with why people do what they do in all in sports too. But so I read it. So the best book I read is Mindhunter, but it's not for the weak of heart. Oh, I know. I think we talked about this on a podcast once. We did. I'm also reading um, Obama's Promised Land. Oh, okay. Nice. But it's heavy. So it's, it's a tough read. Yeah. Yeah. He's so smart. Um, and so articulate that it, you have to, and at nighttime, you know how it is. You just want to kind of turn off. Mind of a ser- serial killer instead of the mind of a right? <laughs> Well, and it's this volume one too. That's the other thing. I know, I know. God, it's just, it's, it's very prolific. We'll just leave it at that. He's very prolific. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, so did you watch Mindhunter? What best show or series in addition to Mindhunter? Um, uh, you know, I hate to be cliche, but Schitt's Creek was the highlight of 2021. Uh, for sure. I mean, I've, I've watched them all. I'm currently watching Good Girl. I tend not to like soft stuff like Schitt's Creek. And I fought, I fought it forever because I don't like light fluffy things on TV um, because I liked, I mean, I've rewatched Criminal Minds like 400 times. I like that kind of stuff, but Schitt's Creek is, we needed that in 2020. Yes, I agree. Did you watch Queen's Gambit? I'm just kidding. I did. I loved, absolutely loved it. Okay, good, good. I just finished watching that on the bike when I do um, not a programmed workout. Yeah. Did you like it? 
I did. I did. And I saved it for the bike because, um, yes, because I would go through it too quickly if I didn't. So that was good. It made me, it's a little motivation. Um, okay. One word that defines 2020 for you. Flexibility. Flexibility. And one goal for yourself in 2021. Definitely seeing people and hugging people and kissing people and being social and out and about and not stressed out every time I try to see my parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Says the woman who loves to train and race. I love it. (laughs) Yes, I do. It is huge. I want to train and race, but at the end of the day, people and relationships mean a lot more to me than training and racing. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Jen. You are um, a light, just like the other two coaches we talked to. Again, you are um, the co-coach with Liz Waterstrat in Heart and Triathlon. So we'll link to all these programs and then the Train Like a Mother Club. We'll link to them in the show notes if you guys want to work with any of these coaches. Um, Happy New Year, Jen. Um, Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Hope to see you in person in the AMR retreat this year. And um, if not, we'll just keep keep the momentum going because we got to keep moving forward, right? That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.